glass of beer and talk about uh, all the things we can. So spare a minute of your time. Oh, it's time for. This week, we see that beer and community often mean the same thing. Just 10 miles lies between our last interview at Coastal Days Brewing and Point Ebel Brewing in Fort Myers. Coastal Days got through Hurricane Ian relatively unscathed. Over at Point Ebel Brewing, that wasn't the case. Today we talk with Jordan, the head brewer and co-owner at Point Ebel Brewing. It's now three days after Ian made landfall. Jordan and the Point Ebel team post a sign along the street that simply says, we're open. They clean up what they can and bring out a single generator for the fridge and other essentials. The in-person support that shows up surprises even Jordan who's built a close community in the Fort Myers area over the years. Regulars drink Point Ebel's beer well into the night. With the sound of a generator and the faint glow of makeshift Christmas lights overhead, the beer flows almost as much as the conversation. Jordan and the Point Ebel community look to the future. As I said, beer and community often mean the same thing. The sky is a bright blue the Wednesday morning after Christmas. String lights still hang on palm trees as I drive to talk with Jordan. We had talked earlier in the week and he mentioned having been affected by Ian. But when I show up, much like at Coastal Days last week actually, the taproom is warm and inviting. So I'm eager to find out more as I sit down with Jordan and we begin to talk. That's so tell me about yourself. What's your background? Uh, working in bars and restaurants is where I started. Flash forward like six years of doing that. <clears throat> I had a manager that was uh, a home brewer, which I did, at the time I didn't know that was even a thing you could do. Oh, and yeah. um, he brought in a pumpkin beer he made in October and um, it was super good. So I was impressed and I loved to cook and I... Um, there was like a month later, my parents were like, what do you want for Christmas this year if we get you anything or whatever? And I'm like, hey, I, uh, I think a, a homebrew kit would be cool if you know how to find that. Um, yeah. So they ended up um, contacting uh, my mom's best friend. Her daughter is uh, one of the few female Cicerones, uh, master Cicerones in the country. So, Master Cicero. so she's like wow. the head top level writes for like, you know, uh, beer articles for like a lot of magazines and things like that. Yeah. And does a lot of uh, tastings and pairings with, with food and everything. Yeah. And uh, so she recommended a really good kit to my parents. So they, they uh, ended up getting me a couple really good ones and I brewed them all on one weekend. I think I had like four kits and I brewed them all in like three days. <laughs> Cause oh, I was man. like, it was fun. Like the whole process was really cool and the smell and I just remember uh, just how excited I was to see it bubbling. Yeah. And, um, and it, it all really, it all started with the pumpkin beer. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I just thought it was super cool because I love yeah. the culinary aspect of like oh, know, sure. bouncing in pumpkin and spices and yeah. that was cool. I ended up brewing every Tuesday <clears throat> for a couple of years. So I made, I set that day aside. I'd brew a batch, you know, on a Tuesday. And then I guess in about a month, 
I had a beer to brew, a beer to transfer, a beer to bottle, and a beer to open because it was always in like week increments. So it was cool. Sure. It was like a really cool tra- like tradition. I would go and yeah. um, you know go to my I go to I walked I lived across the street from Cigar City in Tampa, so I'd walk okay. over there get a get a crowler then I'd go to Total Wine pick out a six pack of the beer I wanted to brew that day so I had like a idea of what I'm going for then I sure. go to the homebrew store and uh and then I would just look around for inspiration at like all the um you know the ingredients they had and hops and whatever else and uh it was pretty cool and then I just I guess it just was a whirlwind of building my own equipment I was doing 5 gallon batches every week wow. in my apartment so I was doing it on the stove with like a brew in a bag set up and then I built uh, the coolers and all that so stuff. You were almost uh, like your own personal brewery walking around because sometimes home brewers will just be like, okay, I'll sporadically make this yeah. but not systematically do it yeah. in a way that you could sell it or something. Oh yeah, I made it I made I wanted to learn everything about it and I was like, well the quickest way to do that is to I was doing like single hop, single malt, you yeah, know, yeah. uh beers and and uh, learning what each hop tastes like, what each gram would taste like and uh and uh, I I guess I made it in my head I was like one day I want to have a brewery like probably probably every home brewer would say yeah yeah um and i you know had my my homebrew name and all that my brewery name um <clears throat> which later on uh someone ended up uh hit me up for the uh website because they were they uh, had already bought the name that i had oh, created no <laughs> uh, okay. it was uh, one of the brewers from surly ended up using that name uh, uh, up in the twin cities yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was pissed he's like yeah. oh man you need to get rid of that website Oh really? Uh, it was getting all the hits. Oh. <laughs> and his wasn't. <laughs> oh man, it was funny. But uh, either way, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And then I uh, moved from Tampa to Fort Myers with all my equipment and like probably forty boxes of bottles and full of beer that I never got to drink. So it was five gallons a week. Like I wasn't drinking all that. Yeah. But I was in yeah. multiple homebrew clubs, so I was handing them out to everybody and uh, getting advice and taking them to breweries and bothering the brewers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then when, once I was down here, um, then it's a whole other story and how this happened. Jordan mentions knowing a master Cicero, which, if you're unfamiliar with the title, is a very big deal. So essentially, a master Cicerone is the beer equivalent, kind of, of a wine-centric master sommelier. Okay, and well more than 95,000 people have passed the Level 1 certification in the Cicerone program. Only 19 have ever passed the two-day, 20-hour-long exam for the title of Master Cicerone. Only 19 ever. That's not in the year. Only 19 ever. The test is held every year in Chicago. Actually, if you're interested in learning more about the Cicerone program and Master Cicerones in general, there's a great documentary called Beers of Joy. And in lieu of summarizing it poorly, I am just going to read you the summary. Here we go. Feast upon stunning visuals of medieval monasteries, historic German villages, and breweries from across the world that serve as the backdrop for four people immersing themselves in their passion for beer. An internationally acclaimed brewer and a celebrated chef take separate journeys of discovery through Europe and early America. Well, and this is the most interesting part to me, two advanced Cicerones attempt to pass the prestigious Master Cicerone exam, one of the most difficult tests in the world. I actually watched it with my brother over a beer, and it was a great night. So, I'd recommend it. Check it out. Let's get back to Jordan. Awesome. So that's your start. You were in Tampa for a little bit. How did you enter Point Ebel? How, how did that happen? Um, so at the time, Fort Myers Brewing had just opened, and they were the only brewery down here. 
And um, and this was roughly when? In uh, 2013, and I would say uh, like September around then, they were doing like their summer fest, I want to say. Yeah. And they had a homebrew competition. It was like, they, they were real small then, you know, and um, and so I brought like 13 different beers to enter, but none of them were to an actual style because they were like smash beers and yeah, yeah. coconut curry session ales and like weird stuff that I just, you know, there's no, I didn't know anything about style categories and anything, but yeah. Um, but it was fun because I get to meet a lot of people and all the, Actually, a lot of those guys now own breweries that were at that, you know, that, that event, you know, no judging way. or whatever else in this area. But, um, uh, yeah, so I met a guy and, uh, he said that there was another brewery opening and yeah. I was like, oh man, this is, I, cause when I first moved down here, I was like, man, I'm leaving the land of breweries to come down to this place that has no breweries. I'm losing all my potential. I wanted to work at a brewery. It was my, yeah. my goal then. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I found out a, a brewery called Pointy Bell was opening. <clears throat> and, um, so I showed up, they're doing like a, a homebrew competition here too, with a different club. So I joined that club yeah. and, uh, entered a, like an October f- or a pumpkin beer or whatever for that. Okay. And, um, and I told the guy that was opening, I was like, Hey man, I will, um, I'll work for free. I just want to come, you know, learn and, and whatever. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, man, uh, we're starting at six o'clock. So I showed up the next day to brew. <clears throat> I, and, um, I, so I would work from six in the morning till, like one and then I would drive to Naples and, and bartend from three to midnight, you know, just do that every day for oh, it was like a couple months. Okay. And then, uh, so <laughs> I guess it started in October. So it was, a yeah, that was in October. December was our grand opening, December 13th. And, um, and so we, and so I, then I quit my other job and then, yeah, then I, and it's kind of a weird story on how now I'm the owner. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess we could go into yeah, that part too. Well, let's do it. Well, let's do it. <laughs> uh, so I ended up starting off just uh, realizing that I, I, you know, I knew what I was doing and I, and the, the person who previously owned this uh, knew that I knew what I was doing. So he kind of backed off and would just let me take over. Okay. And so that, you know, progressed into taking over almost everything uh, responsibility wise. And so I knew every facet of this place as far, you know, it, it, the only thing I didn't do was the, like the accounting, you know, every, everything else yeah. I was doing, you know, the batch reports and the, you know, just every, 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 every part of it. So, you know, flash forward like five years, 2018, um, somewhere around there. in that range. Yeah. I can't okay. remember exactly when it was, but, um, there was a, a change of, of, uh, we, our partnership, uh, I guess I should say, and, um, either way, uh, they were like, Hey, um, and at the time I was like, man, I'm, I'm doing everything, but I, I just don't like the way that it's, it, it's just kind of like playing telephone. Cause I, I knew the things that I, if I had it myself, I knew what I would do differently and how I would sure. run this place. And I was just like, sure. it just was one of those things where you're hitting your head against the wall. And, um, so we were, uh, looking to move to South Carolina and I got offered a job at birds fly South up there. Okay. And, um, we were about to do that and the guys like, um, Hey, we need to talk. There's some uh, rumors going around and I just want to make sure I want to clear things up with you or whatever. I was like, Oh no, he probably found out. Okay. Cause I was going to tell him with plenty of time, but I wanted to make sure that was what we wanted to do first before I started throwing out there. Sure. And he's like, Hey, yeah. So uh, we're moving to Colorado and, um, you know, you know how to do this place. So, uh, you, can you take over? So, wow. so then it was a big pivot from, all right, now should we, are we going to still go to South Carolina, but we can't really pass this up. Like, we could redo this place and make it our own and, and, um, and run it the way we thought it should be ran. Yeah. And so that's what we did. We took over 
And, um, and yeah, man, it's been, it's been awesome since we, you know, we remodeled the whole place. We, um, we've redone, you know, kind of our, our, our business model and, um, it's been, it's been good. It's been, it's, we've yeah. better than, better, you know, yeah. We made it our own. I, I love the vibe in here. I'll say, I'll say a couple things. A lot of breweries around here don't do German styles that often. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at your tap <clears> list and you, and you do, and that's a style that you really yeah. enjoy. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting, um, niche mm-hmm. in the Florida community. Yeah. We, 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 uh, we brewed lagers, you know, I guess we started, we, our first one was probably eight years ago and, um, and it, it was an okay thing. Like people drank it, but they were still way over the top with IPAs and stuff. So, yeah. um, it was only in the past, like three or four years that people really started that, that the lagers started selling almost as much as IPAs. And now yeah. I think they might even have outsold them because we, I mean, I, it's just, it's crazy. But so now, now we, uh, yeah, we keep up with them. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's our favorite thing to drink, you know? So, and I love IPAs. I just, I prefer a lager, you know, for a lot of other reasons. Yeah. Well, especially in the heat sometimes in the summer. Yeah. Um, and also you have a bunch of events every day. I was looking at your website before I came mm-hmm. here. You have a different event. Yeah. Sundays you have yoga mm-hmm. <laughs> with a free beer afterwards, which yeah. is, uh, my dream. I think that's fantastic. It's pretty How, awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, we're, there's not a lot to do in this area. So, I wanted to make it a place where we could all come and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a place where all the locals have a place to go and do things. Like I'm trying to create something to do every day just because, you know, it's, there isn't a ton. And, um, so having like a, an industry day on Monday and a, a side poll, you know, uh, Tuesday for our Pilsners and yeah. uh, trivia on Wednesdays, which is always awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, just having those events is, is big for our little community here. I'm looking back into my beer nomad crystal ball and I can kind of tell the future. And I predict we're going to talk about pairing food with beer briefly in the next couple minutes. So without further ado, let's talk about pairing food with beer. And look, you can really do whatever you want and whatever tastes good to you. That's what I do. But here are some general recommendations. So I'm going to say the beer style and then foods that are generally recommended. Light lagers, spicy food, burgers, salads, wheat beers, spicy food, again, interesting, uh, and fruity desserts, India pale ales, IPAs, steak, barbecue, and Mexican food, amber ales, pizza, fried food, and smoked pork, dark lagers, pizza, burgers, and hearty stews, brown ales, sausage, Generally, just sausage, sushi, and fish. Porters, seafood, uh, coffee-flavored desserts. That's kind of weirdly specific. And game meats. And finally, stouts, chocolate desserts. Okay, uh, shellfish, I guess, and Mexican food. Let's get back to Jordan. And I wanted to pivot a little bit into Ian, which which came in, in October. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What was your experience with that, with Pointy Bowl and living around here? Uh, well, it was crazy cause we were driving through like three feet of water to get over here. And then, uh, so, but I knew we were up higher elevation than everywhere around us. Um, it's just, you have to drive kind of up to get to our brewery and, um, and usually it floods j- just when it rains around here. So it's, it, yeah. I had an idea. I thought it would still stay low. Um, but we, uh, we, yeah, we pulled up and it was just, uh, it complete devastation all around us, man. There's, there's boats in the road and, um, and then just like stuff everywhere and dumpsters and, and buildings. And, um, <clears throat> so yeah, we came in and there was like, 
eight inches of water through the entire, all three of our units. And, you know, it's all of our pumps got submerged in it. So they all got screwed up and all of our, um, you know, our electronics for our music and, you know, receivers and stuff like that, all that stuff was, is gone. And, um, and then, you know, because it's nasty water, they had to cut out all of our walls. So all the drywall has been cut out. You can kind of see, um, and then, um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, just a big mess. But I, yeah. I knew at the time, like, we're going to get through this. Like, um, you know, it's just going to be a, I had to keep telling myself, this is just going to be a bad dream, bad memory. You know, when we look back at it and it won't be so bad, like that's how I got through each of it. I'm just like, you know, we're, it's, we're busting our butt now and then it's going to yeah. be, we'll look back and be like, that would suck, but we're fine. Well, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened, but you could have fooled me. I walked in and I'm like, really? Because like, I mean, it looks fantastic. Yeah, I know. It you, does. I mean, obviously who's listening can't see it, but you know, there, there was wood to the floors over there and like all this yeah. is unfinished drywall still. I, we have to, you know, they, they I, I thought they were coming in to sand it, but I guess not. So I guess we're just going to yeah. do it ourselves. I don't know. It's, uh, well, there you go. It's a rustic look. I like it. <laughs> yeah. We're actually hoping we can expand our, our tasting room. So oh, nice. we're just hoping that uh, the, the people on the other side of this wall decide to move out so we can, you know, not even worry about repainting that. Just bust the wall down. So gotcha. that's, the, gotcha. that's one of the goals. Gotcha. <laughs> the, the T-Mobile, maybe I'll switch. Yeah. So I I can, um... <laughs> everyone leave T-Mobile. Yeah. So, uh, Jordan, what are you, what are you looking forward to the most with Pointy Bell and where you're at? I am excited to, you know, I, I've had a lot of dreams of, uh, of, of expansion. I think that's, I mean, every brewery I'm sure goes into that too, but, um, just, you know, I, I love to cook, so I really want to have a restaurant. I, and yeah. I know everyone's like, don't do it, but I, I, I have, I, and I have an idea of what I would want to do that, you know, I just, uh, kind of bring in more of my passion of cooking. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I want to, you know, build a bigger space with more things, uh, family oriented to, you know, where, you know, have a space where, you know, I just, I just know that, um, you know, we have three kids. I just know it's nice to have a place you can just stop and have a, a pint of something just, or just have a conversation and like kids kind of be entertained themselves for a minute. You have an adult moment without having, you know, just, it's, it's nice. And, and, uh, I yeah. want to, I want to, yeah. uh, continue to create that environment too. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, those things I'm excited about. And then, you know, just, uh, maybe, some more locations is would would be also on that list. Yeah, but, well, that's yeah. interesting. You and usually I end with that, but you said you you want to get back into cooking and mm. and actually, would you would you pair beers with what you cook? That mm. kind of thing, or oh yeah, are you into that at all? I am. So we used to do a thing uh, with our group of friends. Uh, every month we would do a beer dinner at one of our friends' houses, and we still do something like that now, but not as as specific as this was. But we used to we'd pick a challenge, so we'd pick a beer from a country. And then we would pick a dish from that country and then, and then do like a, we, that's what we'd bring in. Uh, yeah. and then a couple of times we'd do it where you have to pick a beer and then cook with it as well. And we used our beers for that one. Oh, wow. Um, so we'd do like, you know, uh, I used our black mangrove American dark ale. I reduced it, uh, on the stove into like a syrup almost, added sugar to cut the hops. And then I, uh, boiled ribs and the beer itself mixed with some water. And then I, uh, rubbed on that, that sauce and then put yeah. it in the oven, baked it and kept, you know, it was amazing. I was like, man, oh man, oh, it'd man. be so cool to serve something like this. <laughs> and, uh, and they wow. were so good. Yeah. I don't even know if I've made ribs that good, uh, since, but, uh, oh, but man. still it's like, you know, those kind of things, uh, I want to do, I think it'd be fun to share that. And, uh, same reason I love to share a beer is like, it's, you know, it's what I love to drink and I, you know, we're, it's fun to create something and then, uh, see people enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, I'm sold, man. As soon as you have the restaurant, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much, Jordan. Yeah, thanks, Appreciate thanks it. for having me on. Awesome.
The fact that the Point Ebel community came together and drank beer together three days after Hurricane Ian really establishes the importance of community and how beer and community are tied together. There's nothing better than bouncing back from a low point with people you know and beers you love. Jordan, Point Ebel, and the entire Fort Myers community really establishes that fact. And that's what I love about beer. Beer and community can get people through hard times. And if we all go forward with that mentality, life is pretty good. Thank you so much for listening to the Beer Nomad Podcast. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow along visually, check out my Instagram at the Beer Nomad Van or my website at thebeernomadvan.com. As always, drink good beer and be good to each other. Cheers. Mm-hmm.